from our own in-house podcast channel. This is an Industry Link Media podcast with Glennie Wilson. Industry Link Media, your direct Industry Link connecting you with others. And we have got some exciting stuff that's happening on our podcast for you today. He is joining us as the newest coach of the Goldfields Giants MBL One West men's team. Matt Van Pelt also joining the Industry Link Media team in 2024, which is great to have him on board. He'll be in schools and participating in clinics in our community, but he's also going to be churning out some content with the ILM team as well. We take the opportunity to sit down with Matt, have a chat and find out a little bit more about the newest coach for the Goldfields Giants and also our newest employee. This is an Industry Link Media podcast with Glenny Wilson and Matt Van Pelt. Yeah, no worries. I'm happy to be here, happy to be in Kalgoorlie and happy to have this conversation. So thanks for having me. People can tell straight away, uh, Australia is not your native land. Tell us a little bit about your background. You're from Michigan in the US and how you got involved in basketball. Yeah, so originally from Michigan, um, small town Michigan called Rockford. Grew up there, lived there until I was 22, so uh, spent most of my life there. Um, I actually had an older brother who played basketball, and that's kind of what really got me into hoops is just, uh, I guess, wanting to be like my brother, my role model, right? So I just started playing since I could walk, really, Um, since I could dribble a basketball at the age of four or five I started playing and fell in love with the game and uh, ever since I've just kind of been playing and now coaching but I grew up as a middle school player then a high school player played college basketball in Michigan for four years and and then after college I graduated and uh, took off playing pros to put the long story short there. Now your school named the defensive award after you was that as you were a player or did they do that post your time at school because that's a pretty big achievement for just a young fellow at 32 years of age. Yeah, so that was the basically as I was graduating my senior season at the university after I finished playing they switched that to the they called the Matt Van Pelt Defensive Player of the Year award. So that was I guess I was still there but I was finished playing. So yeah, that was Spring Arbor University, just a small college in Michigan, um, about 2 hours from where I grew up. Um, so yeah, after 4 years there they kind of gave me that honor just uh yeah, for the defensive side of the ball. How did that feel? Yeah, good. I think everybody, right, you, I didn't seek out the recognition, but I think anytime you get it, it makes you feel yeah. warm and cozy a little bit, right? So, yeah, it was it was something uh, I guess I could feel comp, uh, proud of the accomplishment. So I take it then you're a bit of a defensive player. Is that a bit of your strategy moving into coaching? Yeah, so as a, as a player in high school and college, I was very much a pass-first point guard who uh, picked up and pressured the ball 94 feet and was a defensive-minded player. So definitely with coaching, um, I think you hear coaches say I'm a defensive coach or offensive coach. Really, I mean, you got to coach both at, the, at this level, right? You got to be uh, well adept in your offensive strategies and defensive strategies. But I guess I would say I, I prioritize the defense first because, you know, you have your nights where you just can't make shots offensively. Um, so the offense can kind of come and go. But if you're rock solid, consistent with your defensive principles, um, that's something that can kind of transfer over every game. So, yeah, I'd put the defense first. So after uni or during uni, you started traveling the world. What have you done? Seven years, 13 different countries. Yeah, 12, 13, 14. I don't remember exactly. Somewhere in there. Um, started playing professional in 2013 um so yeah about six or seven years i played kind of really bounced around i spent a lot of time in asia 
uh, everywhere in Asia, really, in Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. So kind of bounced around there. A few stints in Europe, uh, Italy, Switzerland, Ireland. Um, got to play in Tahiti, actually, French Polynesia. And then here, got to play in the Northern Territory. Darwin is where it all started for me overseas. So 2013, after I graduated from university, my first time playing uh, over abroad was in Darwin, actually. And what's your experience with Australian basketball, uh, obviously there, but also watching it and keeping a, a keen observation away from away from the continent um, in regards to where Australian basketball sits against some of these Asian countries. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons I'm really excited to be here. I feel like, in my my mind, Australia is a top five hoops nation in the world just as far as the national team, right? The Boomers are really competitive. I think they, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they won a bronze in the Olympics a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, I see this as... Uh, a great stepping stone for me. Uh, Australia is ahead of a lot of the countries I was in in Asia as far as just overall basketball from the grassroots on up to the national team and the pros. And and then to be able to coach the NBL one now, I think uh, it's going to be great. I think it's a growing league. There's so many teams across the country, multiple conferences and 14 teams in our NBL one West here. So yeah, just excited to be a part of it. So tell us now how you got into coaching because it sounds like you, you're obviously a very good player. Is it the case of at 32 years of age, you could still go out there and probably tear it up uh what's the transition for, for matt into coaching from being such a successful player yeah so it happened faster than i thought it was going to happen uh, i thought i'd be playing until i was 40 to be honest my goal is always play as long as i can and then coach as long as i can and um i always knew i wanted to be a coach so in between my playing gigs um i would take some coaching jobs to add to the resume learn get the experience um for example i might have a three-month league playing in thailand and then for the next couple of months, it's what do I do next? So kind of having another way to make some money and get that on the resume, I'd take some short-term coaching, whether that was youth coaching. I was a player development coach, uh, training guys in skill work. I worked for a few national teams in Asia. So I might play a few months, coach a few months, play a few months, coach a few months. So I actually started the coaching while I was still playing um, just to make that transition smoother when I knew I wanted to coach. And then uh, it really happened full-time for me in Vietnam. Uh, a guy I was very close with named Kevin Yerkes, he got a job um, with a team called Saigon Heat in Vietnam. Uh, it's one of the top clubs there, and I was still playing at the time, but he wanted me to come along and be his assistant because he's a very good friend of mine. We had coached at a basketball academy together in Thailand before. Uh, he's also from Michigan. Um, didn't know him there. Met him overseas in Asia, but uh, anyway, yeah, he asked me to come be his assistant, and I took the job thinking – yeah, I'll go see how it goes, and uh, maybe they'll they'll need me to play too, something like that. But then it just kind of stuck, and I uh, fell in love with it. It was the right fit, and then he moved on after one year. So um, I had transitioned from assistant coach to head coach after one year, and then I've been the head coach there of the Saigon Heat and then the Vietnam national team the last four years. So, um, yeah, it kind of just happened sooner than later and just – Fell in love with it, fell in love with the process, my team there, and kind of really delved into coaching from there. Vietnam basketball. Um, just tell us about the experience of coaching Saigon Heat. Uh, I believe that the crowd is that loud that you also you can't really get a good grasp of the communication with your players even at a timeout because the crowd's going nuts. Is it a, just an unreal atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. Just uh, you can't hear at the stadium, right? So we play in two leagues. One's called the ASEAN Basketball League and one is called the Vietnam Basketball Association. And both of them, uh, 
stadiums are sold out. They bring out the thunder sticks. Some of the fans bring in the drums. Uh, they've got an announcer on the microphone, too, that he just makes it so loud, so fun that you can't hear. We have to use hand signals for every play called. So basketball in Vietnam, it's a huge part of my development because I'm a young coach, nearly 33. Um, uh, that was where I really kind of committed to being a professional head coach and doing it full time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's grown like crazy there. When the league first started, it was the 12th most popular sport in Vietnam, and now it's second. So it's growing like crazy. So you can imagine the fan support. They pack it out. The atmosphere is fun. You can't hear. So, yeah, it was great. And is their love of the game derived from the NBA, or is it just the, the, the natural, organic progression for basketball in Vietnam? You know, I think it would be the latter, more just kind of they support the – the local guys in Vietnam, obviously they watch the, there's some fans of the NBA as well, but uh, I think they watch the VBA, the Vietnam League, more than they do the NBA. So it's just something that's kind of grown really over the last decade and taken off. But um, yeah, sometimes the fan supporters, they'll go crazy if they see a normal dunk. So it doesn't necessarily have to be anything uh, too special or too fancy. They just love the game and uh, yeah, the fans really bring the atmosphere there. Matt, tell us a bit about away from the playing and the coaching style of things you've you've come up with um i suppose some different ways to get people involved in the game and and to keep people involved in the game tell us about some of those projects that you've worked on away from you know walking into a stadium to, to shoot hoops or, or to coach yeah sure so i've started a sports management company as well in 2015 i call it van pelt sports management or vpsm for short um sorry good plug yeah <laughs> exactly uh it's basically uh i help place players and coaches with jobs abroad so and then i also apart from that i run uh, run camps run clinics for the youth um, sometimes i'll have people fly me in from abroad i've kind of hopped around a bunch of different countries doing that um, so a combination of placement like getting people jobs and then also running some camps so that's something i've been doing since 2015. The Goldfields Giants have got a, a rich history here in Calgary Boulder. Champions in 2007-2008 uh, attract a lot of people to, to the games. Uh, potentially there's, there's more opportunity with a new stadium coming on board. What, is your, what was your attraction when you saw that the job was available to take on the head coaching role for the Goldfields Giants men's team? Yes, so Australia has been looking, or has been a place I've been looking at for a couple years now. I uh, had a couple potential other offers here that almost accepted but didn't. Um, and this one, the timing was perfect. I saw, uh, or I heard from word of mouth that the job was open. I just finished my season in Vietnam. Um, I was looking for a possible change somewhere just to kind of challenge myself outside of Vietnam. And um, having played here, I love my time in the Northern Territory playing. Uh, my partner also has family in WA, so it made sense. Uh, the timing was right. Uh, I watched a lot of the games of the Giants last season, even though they probably didn't have the season they wanted. I saw a lot of potential, a lot of talent. I thought the, the guys really play fast offensively, which I liked, which is something I like to do. So uh, I just saw there was uh, some pieces there I could work with. Uh, small town atmosphere here, but I heard they really get behind the team. Uh, sports community, which I liked from everything I've heard. So kind of for a few different reasons, I thought it worked out. Uh, and now I'm here and I'm glad to get started. You're a week since your first training session and meeting the group for the first time. And no doubt you would have reached out after being awarded the position to, to have those discussions with players and maybe individual discussions. Uh, Rory, Rory Bell? Randy Bell. Randy Bell, Randy yep. Bell is, is our import or one of. Um, tell us a little bit about Randy. He's, he looks like a pretty solid sort of player. 
Yeah, so Randy, uh, I have not coached him before, um, but I actually played in Indonesia before, and this is a league he recently played in. So I have a lot of, I guess, we have mutual connections. I checked up on him and asked a lot of coaches in the Indonesia league about him, and uh, probably three or four coaches told me he was the best guard in that league last year. And just to give it context, that league probably has six or seven NBA guys in it, former NBA guys in it this year. So uh, he's a guy that can really get downhill. He's six foot four as a point guard, so he's got some size. He can post up. Uh, he can shoot the three off the dribble. Uh, he's a smart defensive player. Uh, he's a guy that has a little bit of chippiness to him, brings some edge, brings some confidence, that swagger, which I like. Uh, I think he got to have a little bit of an ego, and he doesn't have too much, but he's got that kind of swagger that he's going to come at you. So I think he'll bring that, uh, that, uh, that swagger to our team, which I like as well. Professional arrogance? No. You said it, not me. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I love that word. Or oh, two words, I should say. Um, now, I want to talk a bit more about the local impact as well. Obviously, you've got a group here who are, who are very local at the moment. You've been training with, with many of them. What have you liked about what you've seen so far from that, that core local group? Well, first of all, just being around the guys has been great. I haven't, I haven't seen a bad apple on the team. Everyone's had a great attitude, work hard, and that's the first step, right? They've all seen hungry, getting their own one-on-one -on -one workouts in. Uh, guys are in their hour before training, uh, every practice that I've been at so far. So uh, I think that's the first step is getting guys that, that want it, and I think we have that. And then, uh, yeah, I think we've got, we got some guys that can shoot it. We've got some guys that can handle it. got a little bit more size. We've got some, some young guys. I'm training a lot of the young guys right now as well. Some of the, the junior players, the development players, they're working with our, with our main senior guys. So to be able to integrate that uh, and get our youth in there too has been great. Uh, but just the, just the want to. Uh, guys want to kind of have a better season than they had last year. Guys are hungry, and I think that's the biggest thing right now. The X's and O's will come, but uh, as long as we get guys that are getting the gym and spending the time, I think we'll be on the right track. What do the Giants need still to add to the roster? What are you looking for at the moment? So, yeah, still looking to add that import big guy. So um, this is a, something I've been uh, working on recruiting over the last month, really. I think I'm closing in on the right guy, but just trying to find that fit, someone at the center position. Uh, that'll be an American player most likely. Uh, they'll probably get in here March, so we won't have the preseason with them. Uh, they'll have about a month of a preseason before our season starts, but that would be the final piece, and then we're still polishing maybe one or two other local pieces but making sure we get that import big guy no doubt obviously we'll go far and wide with this particular podcast but uh, and you might not want to give too much away but what do those first training sessions look like for you is it a lot of ball handling is it fitness is it uh, just I suppose getting back that chemistry that you know a couple of seasons or sorry a couple of months away from playing ball might have affected you know that touch skill yeah, so definitely getting some guys back in shape, right? I'm not, I'm not an old-school coach that's going to put you on the baseline and uh, just have you run, run laps and run down and backs, but we're doing a lot of uh, getting up and down, um, trying to uh, use our offense with the fast break and try to push people that way to get them back in shape. But uh, I'm not spending too much time on skill work or fitness in our team practice. Those more happen on the one-on-one. So it's a lot of X's and O's right now, getting used to our offensive system. Uh, it's a completely different defense than they ran last season, so... Uh, um, trying to get the fundamentals down of our defense, um, trying to change some habits there just because um, it's different than what they did before. So trying to get guys used to get their brains used to some of the new habits. And you would have seen, no doubt, from some scouting videos or from the way that NBL One West is covered now in, in such a high dynamic format that uh, you've had a good look at opposition teams as well. And many of them have kept their coaches from the last season. They've continued over, in particular, some of the bigger clubs. But uh, are you looking at 
potentially bringing a different style into the NBL One West competition that you've seen, obviously from a, from an opposition point of view, to be able to to mix things up a little bit for the Giants. Yeah, so it's great the NBL One streams all their games. I've been able to watch. Uh, I've probably watched 15 or 16 of their games from last season. So I'm um, getting familiar with our guys, but also the competition. Um, I think it's a league that really plays fast. Uh, teams are really getting up and down. It's not really a walk it up, throw it in the post type league, uh, which is, I guess, how modern basketball is sort of trending. So from my standpoint, uh, our offensive system is no different. We're also trying to get up and down, play fast with some tempo. Um, defensively, I guess you could say, I think uh, we'll do some things that I haven't seen other teams doing, uh, just as far as uh, the fundamentals of our main defensive system. Have a few change-up defenses as well. But, um, yeah, I think coaching is – I'm not reinventing the real the wheel, right? I think all coaches kind of steal from each other. So you might see me do some things that other teams are also doing. But just trying to figure out what's best for our guys, get my system in place, and then build from there one day at a time. Tell us about Matt Van Pelt, the leader. Um, you obviously – got a, uh, a transition into, into different language areas and to, to different countries as well. What is it about your core leadership skills and abilities that you bring to the groups? Uh, I, I try to be a good communicator. I think I'm not the type of coach that's going to be yelling and screaming at you. I know everyone's trying to do their best, right? No one's trying to make mistakes. So uh, I try to instill confidence in my guys, but there's definitely a line of accountability that you have to hold as well, which uh, I think uh, to my best, I'm trying to find that fine line of uh, being a player's coach, developing those relationships and stealing confidence but also letting them know there's a standard they need to meet so um, just that fine balance I think every coach has to toy that line and um, have their own style I'm not trying to be anybody else you just have to be yourself as a coach so that's what I'm trying to do and um, I want to have fun with the guys though we're going to work really hard I believe in putting in the work as obviously right you have to as a coach but we're going to have some fun too and find that fine balance of uh, the looseness of a fun practice with the seriousness of we're really working hard and getting after it. It is a modern approach to leadership, isn't it? You know, being able to know where the line is, being able to know how to build on relationships but do it positively and not have that negative impact. You know, coaching of the, the 90s, the early noughties where the, you could go red in the face screaming and carrying on like a pork chop yeah. is not the way of the future, is it? And, and, I, and it's shown on many of the professional sports that that relationship building with your players and that trustability as well from that that comes that can reap all sorts of benefits have you found that yeah 100 percent. i think uh for me as a coach the one-on-one -on -one meetings with the players is huge just getting to know them getting to talk to them getting to let them know your expectations giving the guys goals not just as a team but individually so we can really build that camaraderie um yeah there's as a young coach too it's a difficult position to come in and be a screamer be a the late great Bobby Knight, right, who coached Indiana, was throwing chairs and screaming. That's tough to do when you're a young coach, right, demanding everyone uh, does what you say, otherwise you scream at them. So um, I think I'm a down-to-earth guy. I think uh, I'm pretty easy to work with uh, despite kind of having some standards and expectations. It's definitely uh, that fine line, as you just mentioned. Kegley Boulder, uh, it's a place that's uh, 600 kilometres from Perth. It's 400 kilometres from the beach in Esperance. You've been here for a week. What's your first take on living and breathing here in the gold capital? 
Yeah, it's nice and warm. People are friendly. Um, small town, right? So I've been enjoying it. I've been going for walks to get to learn the streets. I'm trying to lose the GPS one day at a time, getting to know the neighborhoods. Uh, been out to a few of the local cafes, had some food. So meeting people I've met, you know, probably got to get the names down because I'm meeting so many people in the first week, right? But I've met quite a few, 50, 60, 70 people and uh, just trying to get to know everybody, get to know the area. But so far, good start. Um, I can already sense the the hoops community, the sports community uh, is at large here. And I'm excited to really, once we start playing games, to see how that grows and continue to just build relationships out here. And from a club point of view as well, obviously a new men's coach. We've got a new female coach as well um, in Jamie Worthington. So no doubt you've you've had a conversation or two with Jamie just to bring an alignment to the way in which the senior program will work. Has that been the case? Yeah, so Jamie and I, we've been talking uh, electronically so far. I'm supposed to meet her tonight, so it'll be great. But she's been awesome, right? We're both new coaches to the Giants, so uh, obviously we have our own separate programs, but want to work together a little bit as well too. And um, she's been giving me some advice, and I've been talking to her about recruiting a little bit. So I think she's going to be great for the women's side. I'm excited to, to meet her tonight in person person for the first time but yeah we'll definitely be supporting each other i think uh we want the giants not just to be the the men's and then the women's and then the youth but we really want to kind of bring it together and uh show support for one another excellent matt great to have you on board with the industry link media team we've got some exciting prospects in the future for you in the next month or so and also as part of the ilm team but great to sit down with you for 20 odd minutes or so and find out a bit more about you the goldfields community will no doubt embrace you and also the sporting community as well um matt Congratulations on your appointment for the head coach of the Goldfields Giants and welcome to Cal and welcome to the Goldfields. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it and I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to getting started here.